I am so excited about this episode. I have this amazing human being with me, Kate Petrova. She is a human design and astrology expert. She is joining me from Barcelona, Spain. And we are talking about so many amazing things like energy, superpower, personal gifts, because human design is your blueprint for who you are, for your gifts, for your superpowers. It's such an amazing tool. And I absolutely loved learning about myself through the human design lens. That was my first time I felt I was understood, heard, seen. I received so many answers to my questions about how I do things, how I think things, how I see the world. And Kate Petrova is so passionate. You will feel her energy. So join us and have fun. Chocolate for the Soul podcast. What do they have in common, you may ask? How does chocolate relate to the soul? And how does the soul relate to the chocolate? <laughs> and truthfully, I am still answering this question. And this is just one of the attempts that I'm going to make. To me, the chocolate is a representation of the richness and abundance and flavors that are always available for us in life. And the soul is that hidden gem we are avoiding or resisting to connect with. And then we have this human that goes into life and becomes that rigid forceful, grinding kind of creature. And I'm here to help you connect to your soul instead of resisting and also connect to your soul's cravings that help you path your way to your own authenticity, to your own wholeness. And if you have your own definition or connection of chocolate to soul, I'd love to hear. Hello, Kate. I'm so excited that you decided to talk with me today. And Kate is joining us from Barcelona, Spain. Yay, international. <laughs> the world is becoming smaller and smaller. And she is a human design expert and coach. And I actually met Kate through the coaching program that we are both attending. And I experienced her human design reading, and that was amazing. And that's what we're going to talk about. I think it's going to be a super, super knowledgeable, interesting conversation, because we also come from kind of similar backgrounds, um, that Soviet Union flair kind of thing. <laughs> But we landed in different parts of the world and just meeting through coaching because we both are looking for expansion and growth. And that's why we're here. So, but as always. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for such a nice introduction, Julia. Hi, I'm so, so glad to be here. So super excited. Awesome. Yes. 
and I love your smile. So it's three o'clock for her and that's nine o'clock for me. So, <laughs> okay. So Kate, I always ask my guests one question. It's a very important question, especially for my series, I'm not good enough to what is possible or from I am not good enough to what is possible. And that is recognizing our successes. What can we celebrate about you today? About me personally or about yeah. everyone? No, about but, you personally. Okay. It's that inner voice within you who says like, yes, you're good enough. You yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. What honestly, can we celebrate? Yeah, yes. honestly, actually, it hit me a couple of days ago when I was a little bit down. And then, yeah, I had this very, very strong voice in my head that screamed at me, we are alive. <laughs> yes. And it was so huge because I actually even I like I took a walk in the cemetery, you know, and it really hit me that I am alive and it is so, so, so amazing. And that's something I'm celebrating every single day. And after this, I went to the beach and honestly, I felt like I'm seeing everything for the first time. And I'm like, oh, my God, the sky is blue, this sand, this sea, it's incredible. And, you know, it's we should never forget yeah that like we are alive and it's incredible so many people aren't and they don't have this chance and you know every day it's a new day it's a new chance to start anew to see everything with new eyes and yeah it's like every day is an exploration so I think it's a huge thing to celebrate <laughs> at least I'm celebrating <laughs> Yes, exactly. And that's fantastic. Let's celebrate. I am alive. I am alive. I'm alive. Yay. Awesome. And it's beautiful how you had that realization from the contrast of walking through the cemetery. So I've been learning a lot about contrast and experiencing in my life and something that I was pushing away and always thought that was something wrong with me when like, you know, something bad happens, right? <laughs> so, but this is what I've been learning. So more we experience the contrast, more we're getting close to the other side of the stick, so to speak. Yeah. So in that particular day, whatever happened to you, so maybe you were more aware, maybe you were ready to receive that energy. You just experienced that aliveness and then everything around you, it had always been there, but you experienced it in a different way. And I think that's what like I see the power of coaching that we both um, do and learn about. It's that one moment, one insight, one perspective, one shift, one realization of the day. And then suddenly it creates this ripple effect on the entire life. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing it. Yes. Yeah. And I also wanted to mention like the topic that we are going to talk about, about being enough and moving into human design. I just, you know, like these things connect in my yes. head that that's what human design teaches us. You know, it's a science of differentiation that we are enough just because we are born just because we are on this planet and we are all perfect and unique in our own way and I mean we're going to talk about it today but I just wanted to preface that yeah, yeah like that's really the power of human design it's like it's not 
it just tells you who you are so that you can feel enough just by being who you are. Yeah, that's awesome. That's why I love it. It's like that journey and permission to be you. That's how I felt after I, I had your human design reading. I was like, oh, yeah, I have a permission now. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> right. And of course, I am the one who gives myself a permission, but just like knowing that the human design has that sort of a, like a blueprint. And yeah. this is what I been experiencing but in a way a lot of times judging myself or like being different or doing things in a different way but really that's who I am and this is just my yeah. power of accepting who I am yeah. yeah exactly exactly and the thing is yes we all know who we are deep 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 down but what happens then we get all the conditioning from mm -hmm. all the years of living in a society so human design it's kind of like it's a deconditioning system so it just mm -hmm. takes all of the layers out so that you go back to yourself to who you always were and who you know you are deep down but because of this layers of conditioning we forget yes yeah and that's where actually our growth happens it's when our essence of that human design essence and our ego that lives in life and collects so when they start communicating, then I think that's where the powerful breakthroughs happen. And also, in addition to what uh, we started to talk about, I read this quote today, and I think it's perfect <laughs> to everything that you just said. Most people are trying to become something which they are already. And that's by Peter Sage. Yeah not yeah. familiar with his work, but that's the quote that is going to be, yes, our preface for our talk uh, through the prism of the human design. How can we use this tool to help us get closer to who we are already? And then as we more understand that and more aware of that, we can start creating practices of accepting those parts of ourselves, which we maybe like been denying through the prism of I'm not good enough <laughs> right yeah so um let's start with like you already said a little bit about the human design but let's us maybe um talk about your story how you got interested in human design what attracted you to it and maybe how it changed your life so let's yeah. start there yeah okay so the moment when I really, yeah, felt connected to human design was I was living in a community and um, a woman has been invited who was a human design expert and we had a circle of everybody who lived in the community and she gave a little, like little pieces of information about each one of us and there was something specific about me uh there was about profile lines actually to four i'm uh, so like i'm part hermit and part social butterfly and these two parts coexist in me which i know now because before that i like my whole life i felt like something is really really wrong with me because you know especially like i love being around people relationships are super important to me and then i moved in in the community and i thought oh my god that's a dream life and then after a couple of months 
everybody started driving me crazy. And I was like, oh my God, I need my space. I, I hate people. Like what's going on? <laughs> and so I left. And then like this cycle kept repeating again and again and again. And I just felt, why am I never happy with what I have? And then this woman talking about my profile and my personality that I do need a lot of time alone, but at the same time, I also really value community and I really need relationships in my life. And so my job is not to judge myself and choose, am I that, this or am I that? But my job is to marry these two parts of myself because we are all, we have lots of contradictions inside of us. And I think many people struggle because of that, because we want yeah. to have like one personality, but we are not just one thing. We are complex beings. So this is what got me really. And, you know, this feeling like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. <laughs> mm. I just need to learn how to, yeah, like how to implement this in my life. And so, yeah, this is what got me curious. And I started learning more. And then I saw more and more of these contradictions, like seemingly contradictions, right? Mm -hmm. And I just saw how helpful it is for people. Yeah, like receiving this permission to just be who they are and not feel bad about it. And then mm -hmm. being aware, it's like, it's awareness tool, right? So it makes you more aware about who you are and how you behave and like, what is your design and how you function best, how you can best use your energy. And so with this awareness, then of course it's up to you to implement this into your life, but then with you know, kind of like coaching, it gives you more awareness, um, life becomes so much easier. And it's just, yeah, it teaches us how to live life as we are. Yes. And that's beautiful. That's how I felt too. So it's like, there is this outside confirmation of that divine human design out there. And when you reflect on it, like through you as an expert, as a coach, helping you reflect on it, that becomes like that confirmation. Oh, yeah, like there is nothing wrong with me. This is actually like a design of me. So now it's just power of learning how to accept and be and become and practice those parts of me, but not from that place, like you said, oh, something is wrong with me. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> but how can I unite that? And also yeah. benefit from this um, power that is within me so yeah, yeah exactly exactly that's actually a very good point because I always say this is where magic happens when there is like a contradiction or things that you know clash this is where the magic happens because this is where you can really bridge this is what makes every each one of us unique different parts mm -hmm. that come together that seemingly have nothing mm -hmm. to do with each other but then when we bridge different worlds you know like when I see someone, for example, who has very strong spiritual side, but then also very strong material side. Mm -hmm. And these people can really bridge these two worlds because sometimes we see these extremes in the world, right? It's like mm -hmm. people are too materialistic and too concerned about money or the other way around. They're too spiritual and they're like really up there in the sky. <laughs> and then they're yes. broke and they don't really know how to live life. And so people who have two strong things, like some people struggle. They're like, I'm this, but I'm also that. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is your superpower because you can really become this bridge between these two worlds. So it's really turning your like liabilities, what you think is, you know, like kind of wrong into your superpower. 
yeah into your assets for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. just like we started a conversation from the contrast yes mm -hmm. i think this is where our personal power lies that's what i've been experiencing lately practicing really it's holding all of it and especially the opposites and the contrasts so mm -hmm. and more you learn through it and get connected to your power to hold all of life yeah. the more you become empowered and also use that for your own growth and for your own expansion and for your own journey of moving to your wholeness because mm -hmm. that's what I think the journey is all about. Um, I think that when we are in those contrasts, and yes, they kind of like contradict, like in your experience, um, and then we don't know what to do with that. I think our instant reaction, because this is just how we program to kind of like that negative side, right? It's a negative bias, <laughs> which is going to like something is wrong with me. Mm -hmm. so and like through the human design and the coaching so what we're learning and experiencing is like oh interesting interesting to notice mm -hmm. so then how can I access my power as I embrace all parts of me mm -hmm. the ones that I thought oh yeah I wasn't good enough something was wrong with me <laughs> what if I turn them around and say well there's nothing wrong with me and if I don't judge myself then how can I benefit and experience my power from embracing all the opposites and then really accessing my wholeness through that experience? And that's beautiful. It's just beautiful. <laughs> so going uh, and exploring our subject, and this is from I'm not good enough to what is possible, which is basically, again, the contrast and I know there are lots of people who have this, I'm not good enough. And yes, that relates to uh, our own self-worth. And that also, I think, shows how much we are disconnected from our wholeness. And I strongly believe that when we feel disconnected, which means not accepting those you know, crazy parts of us or the ones we judge, right? <laughs> That's when all the suffering happens. And then also like, you know, with I'm not good enough, it's definitely in the mindset of scarcity. Like how can you create more out of that place when you're just struggling to accept yourself in that whole form? So yeah, let's hear your expert opinion and also your journey because <laughs> I know you have those moments of I'm not good enough. So in how we can use human design, for example, to help us, um, again, come to that wholeness between I'm not good enough and I'm just fine as I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first and foremost, we kind of touched on it already, is that the whole science of human design is the science of differentiation and the conditioning. So the whole reading, right? So like I'm reading about what is your energy type? What is your perfect environment? What is your personality? because it helps you to see how unique you are. I really think that we think we're not good enough because we are comparing ourselves to other people, right? And we have an idea in our head of how it should be. And then we compare it to that and, and, and we're like, okay, I'm not 
good enough compared to that, right? So like good enough, not good enough doesn't exist in vacuum, right? It, it's always in comparison to something. Mm -hmm. So human design as a whole, it helps you understand that you are unique <laughs> and there's no way you can compare yourself to other people. So even when we talk about energy type and um, this is about how we work, our energy. So the majority of the world works in the same manner, right? It's every day. Monday to Friday, nine to five. And then according to human design, not everybody's designed to work this way. And some people do not have consistent energy and their energy fluctuates. And so they will never ever feel good enough trying to work in a normal way because they're not designed to work this way. So just this awareness that you were never meant to work this way, you were meant to work in a different way. Um, this is already you know, a great permission slip. And this is, as you said, your experience, right? That it was a permission for me to just be who I am, that I am enough, mm -hmm. just who I am, <laughs> just because I am who I am. Mm -hmm. So this is huge part. Um, and then another part, which is, I would say, more specific to this, I'm not good enough, is if we talk about conditioning, the biggest areas of conditioning are the centers, so this is like deeper part of human design. It's not, um, yeah, like if you read stuff on the internet, it's not written so, so much about, but it's if you know how the body graph looks, right? So it's nine centers and some of them are colored and some of them are open. So those centers that are open, this is where we have the most conditioning. This is where we can really absorb the ideas from the outside world, depending on the center. So it might be emotions, it might be thoughts, it might be worries from the outside world, and then we amplify that. So this is um, what we explore in when I do one-on-one -on -one reading, right? So it's like go into those open centers and see where exactly the condition is. Um, the most, um, like, center that is most related to our topic is the heart center or it's also called the will center the ego center so it's this little triangle in the very middle and um this center is really responsible for self-worth and so like people who have it open uh for them it's really a challenge to feel this innate self-worth um and the non-self theme for those who have it open is always trying to prove. So always trying to prove that they are actually good enough through achievements, through something external. And the thing is that actually 70% of population have the center open. So for 70% of population, self-worth is a challenging theme is a challenging topic and they are more prone to this feeling of not being good enough and then trying to prove their worth through something through achievement so um this is like the first place where i look at it doesn't mean if you have it colored it doesn't mean that you are immune <laughs> to never feeling not good enough because it really depends on your environment you know if you've been grown in a family where you've been constantly told that no this is wrong it's not how it's done of course you feel good not good enough you know so this is our genetic blueprint but then of course our brain plays a huge role um but still like this is the innate and i also find that 
those people who have the center defined, for example, even if they had challenging upbringing, then it will be much like easier and faster for them to get back to their like foundational state, which is having this feeling of self-worth, which is innate. Um, then for those who have the center undefined. And that also might be an answer for why for some people it takes years to be in therapy and for some people it's relatively fast, right? <laughs> so because we have predisposition, just like genes, right? Some people are more predisposed yeah. to certain disease and some people not. It doesn't mean that they will get this disease or not, but it's predisposition. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that would be my answer. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking, the way you described it. Um, so like, yeah, the genes, we have the predisposition, but now they say more and more, like it does not mean you're going to experience that, but it really depends on your environment and how it's going to activate your gene. So I guess it's yeah. very much in line with the genetics, right, of the body. Well, I was just thinking maybe we can uh, use what you were talking about and also a topic on a particular example like myself and also kind of dive a little bit more into different profiles so that maybe you can um, kind of enlighten us with that. So like I'm a manifester, then tell us what do people need to give you so that you determine what profile they are and if we can mm -hmm. use me as an example in the manifester and uh, what you explained earlier with the centers, like yeah. maybe that will give a little bit more particular example. Yeah, yeah, of course. So in order to get the human design chart, I need time of birth, place of birth, um, date of birth. It works in a similar way as astrological natal chart. And then I have your blueprint. So... In your case, yes, you are a manifester. This is your energy type. So manifestors are only 9% of population. And it's sad that manifestors- I'm really unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, 9%. Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Sorry. it's sad that man manifestors are the most conditioned type because, because they're so, like, they're so different in a way they view the world. And manifestors is the only type that is supposed to initiate because other types are responding to the environment in order to like really move forward and be in the flow. But manifestors are, yeah, it's like, it's just, they're so different and they, they need freedom so much and they hate being micromanaged. And what happens, why they're most conditioned type? Because most of the times the parents of manifestors don't really know what to do with them. Because, you know, like they love being in their process. They love being by themselves. They love, you know, they go to school and they're like, it doesn't make sense to me how things are done. <laughs> I want to do them in a different way. And then the parents don't know what to do with them. So they try to suppress them. And the more they suppress them, the more they either they rebel or they suppress it even more within themselves and become these really good kids who don't want to bother anybody. And just, you know, like, because they really try to, keep the peace because peace is the signature of a manifesto. So peace is so important for them that sometimes, yeah, they can even sacrifice their own well-being just so that they can remain peace. So um yeah, and I see so many manifestos when I do my um when I do my readings 
who are completely lost. Like they are so unaware of their power because their whole life they tried to be like everybody else. They tried to fit because it was so hard for them to fit. So they kind of like adapted a different personality so that just they can fit. And of course they don't feel like themselves. They don't feel good enough because it's not who they are. So um, yeah, that's really the first piece. Being a manifesto by itself is a, you know, there's a lot of conditioning and lots of manifestos feel not good enough just because they don't live like who they are and they've been doing it from very early age. If you want yeah. to say something on it. <laughs> ah, yeah, I was just wanting to comment because everything you just described, summarizing my profile, <laughs> I know we did it a couple months ago, but it's like exactly where I am. And it's like, I'm being understood by you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you just described exactly my relationship with my mom. And that's exactly what I'm struggling with at the moment. I was just uh, doing my own kind of self-coaching and um, voicing my note in the, in the notes, you know, and I was like, okay, um, I, I have freedom now and I have like spaciousness and I don't know what to do with it because I think I was so much conditioned by my mom and she was in a way micromanaging me. Now mm -hmm. I see it more and also what you said, mm -hmm. um, but because she was also like this big personality. So yeah, it's just like everything you said is like, oh, someone understands me. <laughs> and it's a very comforting feeling. And also just knowing that it's like in that divine design. And now this is like, makes it clear what my journey could be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really, I really just like, yeah, want to pause here and process it for myself. So that's why it's important to do human design. <laughs> so once in a lifetime, you can feel so much understood. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, awesome. And yeah, there were just so many aha moments when I had that human design reading with you and it was 90 minutes, but I feel like it was 90 minutes well spent. And it was just really helping me access, yeah, like you said, my own power that I didn't know I had because yes, I had to be a certain way, act a certain way to meet the condition, to fit in, even though here and there I had my moments of rebellion personality, but I always like told myself, I'm a quiet rebellion. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that rebellion who is like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, mm, no, doesn't fit with me. I'm out. <laughs> so but that's it. Um, I just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> you do whatever you want. <laughs> and I had a lot of those moments in my life. Uh, but then I always like go and hide mm -hmm. because I feel like, oh, maybe I'm too much for the world or maybe I'm yeah. not doing it right. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that's how I think my complex of I'm not good enough was a cover up. Mm -hmm. If you have something to add from this you know, my profile and my conditioning and how that formed into I'm not good enough. And and how maybe like we can use the human design understanding to help me create a breakthrough. And if you're not a manifester, that's okay. You have I'm not good enough. So I'm sure that might apply as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, as we said, the awareness is the first step, right? So being aware of the patterns is already huge. And then um, the most important about human design is experimenting with that. And the most important pieces are strategy and authority. So for you as a manifester, the strategy is to initiate and inform. For generators and manifesting generators, which are 70% of the population, the strategy is waiting to respond. For projectors, the strategy is waiting for invitation. So this is really huge part. It's like the most important part of human design, which, and I say experiment because our whole life, we probably were acting a different way. And yeah. so this is why it's like changing habits, changing the way you're acting, changing the way you live your life. And you experiment and you experiment and you experiment. And then you see that, okay, when I'm following my strategy, life actually is better. Like opportunities come my way. Life mm -hmm. starts flowing. It doesn't feel like I'm pushing all the time. It feels mm -hmm. like things are just flowing. So it creates more ease in your life. So that's the strategy. And then the authority in authority, this is how we make decisions. So um, none of us is supposed to make decisions from our head. We all supposed to make decisions in a different way. And what we call intuition, everybody has like intuition manifests in a different way in everybody's body. So this is what I absolutely love about human design. So in your case, for example, it's emotional authority. So the majority of people have either sacral authority or emotional authority, and they are completely different. So for you as an emotional authority, you cannot make decisions on the spot. So the sacral authority, they can make decisions on the spot because the sacral is the gut. It responds right away and it's very loud and it's very strong. And this is what we call the gut instinct. So for those people, the work is really learn to trust these gut instinct. And often I recommend to keep a journal of, you know, what your gut <laughs> says to you so that we need to give our brain the evidence that this is working so that it can start trusting it. Like this is how we really repattern because if we were operating from our mind, the whole, like our whole life, it will not trust if all of a sudden you say, okay, now I'm living for, you know, what my gut says. It's like, what? <laughs> Mm -hmm. so but giving the brain the evidence that okay this is what my gut responded to and this was the the result and i'm really happy with the result this gives mine the evidence that okay we now can trust that mm -hmm. and then for you as emotional authority it's the other way around because with emotional authority you know raul Ruhu, who is the founder of human design he said there's no truth in the now meaning that in the moments, like when you're about to make a decision, it might feel for you like, yeah, I really want to do that. And it's so like, you're really excited about it. You really want to do that. And then next day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what did I say yes to? I really don't want to do that. And it's devastating. And so many people lose trust in themselves because on both so like emotional authority, you go through emotional wave and on emotional high, you're so yes, you're so ready. And then emotional low, it's completely the other way around and you don't want to do anything. And then you're frustrated. You're like, why can't I make a decision? Why do I change my mind? And so 
<laughs> knowing about that, it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're emotional authority. That's how you're supposed to like learn in this process, right? That, okay, you can't reach certainty, but you can reach clarity and it comes with time and you need to wait and you need to tune into that couple of times. So it's, it's like a muscle memory. You are developing a new way of making decisions which becomes your new way. And this is when you stop regretting your decisions and when you start trusting yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, I'm like, <laughs> somebody actually understands me. <laughs> Listen, this, because this is like, you know, the human basic need being understood. And I'm sure if I'm, you know, talking to some other profiles, I'm probably less understood by others. But that's exactly <laughs> decisions even before Zoom. <laughs> that's why um, she, of course, being a human design expert, <laughs> followed up with me on my part when I changed the topic and whatever in between and then came back to it. <laughs> so thank you. Um, but that's exactly like how, and I think intuitively, I realized or like created this strategy because I now never make decisions on the spot. Like very rarely, I would say never, but very rarely. And depending on obviously like the investment or whatever, the commitment. <clears throat> but yeah, I always take time. <laughs> so I go think about it. I like, I get excited, but I've yeah. learned like, no, because yeah, you were exactly right. So for me, yeah, I'll get excited. I'll make a decision. And then next day I'm going into the emotional low. And then from that, I don't know where I go after that. Um, but now I just learned to like, okay, sounds good. Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I think about it. And also through a coaching school that we go to. So we learn a lot of emotional and somatic tools. So I now um, have a process to kind of learn emotionally from inside out and reach that moment of peace. And then mm -hmm. the next day or whenever I said, I would follow up and say like, okay, I'm excited. So yeah, <laughs> I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. So I now I, I feel like at peace that, um, and interesting that you said that was a good distinguish that you made. Um, so like you said, for other people, the sacral people, they reach the certainty. And like for me, for the emotional um, decision-making, I reach clarity with time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was an interesting distinguish I thought the clarity and the certainty so yeah, yeah for me it's more clarity and it's important because yeah because for emotional people like you might I'm also emotional so I can say we we never yeah. like it's just not in our nature so for most things we will never feel 100% certainty never and it's important to accept that about ourselves because, you know, mm -hmm. some people do and it's so much easier to be like just 100% certain or how whole body yes, you know, all of this self-help advice and all of that. And for emotional people, it's just not, it's just not in their nature, you know, to be like 100% certain about something without any doubt and like without going back and forth. So that's why it's like, it's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is clarity and it's calm clarity. 
So mm -hmm. when we pass the emotional wave, when it's not up, when it's not low, it's just, it almost as if all emotions are gone and we mm -hmm. don't feel anything. And it's just like, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's clarity. It's like, yeah, that's the yeah. Right thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I just recently, yeah, made a decision and that's exactly how I experienced it. So that's good. Actually, yeah, it's good reflection. And I think that's why I maybe relate to the image that I have in my head. It's like, and I guess maybe this is the emotional image, like how you described emotion. So I always imagine the ocean and the ocean waves. Mm -hmm. So and they go high and they go and then between and they're always adapting to this environment and the rain and the wind and whatever and then there is a moment of floating <laughs> so I think that's how I feel when you describe yeah. that oh, clarity oh okay so and it's good to know this is in the nature so also like we have the weather changes constantly yeah. and then there is yeah. a moment of it's like oh yeah. there is not even a leaf moving right now so <laughs> So yeah. that, that's beautiful that um, I can relate to this nature flow. Mm -hmm. And yes, that's how I felt like that calm clarity within me. And I think I'm still learning to be familiar with it because that's still a very unfamiliar process. And then just trust that calm, clear feeling and go with it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, really good. So we have a strategy. So for manifestors, it's inform and initiate. We have authority. So and we have the emotional authority and the sacral authority. So for sacral, it's that certainty and you go with it. And for emotional, it's that calm clarity. Yeah. Yeah. There are more authorities, but they are like much less percentage. This is why I usually don't talk about them, but there's more. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna focus on common and my profile, yeah. I suppose. So and I think like for strategy, inform and initiate. So that was also a good piece for me to know, because I am definitely the initiator, but I always like thought like, oh, there's something wrong with me. But I just go into the idea. So and I love being in the idea. So that's why I get fascinated with the potentiality and what is possible and I just like can go but then come down and like come to the grounds like ah. <laughs> yeah let me just inform somebody and somebody else will do it <laughs> that's why in my business I had a relationship with another coach and we kind of co-created together and that's what I really noticed that about me like really was aware oh look at that I just go and then she makes it like happen. And yeah. I thought, wow, this is like perfect. <laughs> but yes. as you reflected on it, um, I felt so like, again, comfortable just mm -hmm. if I have this relationship or find somebody who can be that other piece to the puzzle, yeah. then it was like a perfect match. Mm -hmm. So, and that's mm -hmm. how we co-created together for some time. And it was a beautiful relationship, I thought. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. And that's another um, area where human design is extremely helpful. So to use it for teams and for collaborations, because as you said, it's like, you know, I sometimes see 
our whole world as a big puzzle piece, like puzzle mm -hmm. picture. Yeah. And we're all little puzzles and we all have unique talents and gifts. And in collaboration, this is where the magic happens because each person, it's very rare that, you know, like can create something by themselves. We all need other people so that we can really create bigger impact. Mm -hmm. And so even in human design, there are different pieces. For example, there's um, actually in your case, not only you are manifesting, you have the gate of beginnings. So gate 53 is the gate of beginnings and how it works. There are different gates and then they form channels. And when there's one gate on one side and another gate on another side and together they create electromagnetic channel. So if you have, you have just gate 53, right? And on the other side is gate 42, which is the gate of completion. So you have the mm -hmm. gate of beginning, but you don't have the gate of completion, meaning mm -hmm. that it's, e it's not that you cannot finish things. It's just that it's much easier and more natural for you to start something, to get this spark, to initiate, to like, it's wow. the first, wow. you know, like boom. And you, like many serial entrepreneurs have that configuration because you just want to start things. And like, what else can I start? And this and this and that. Uh -huh. And then for yeah. some people, for some people, they actually do not have, maybe so many ideas or they don't have this initial, you know, spark, but they are really mm -hmm. good at completing things and like taking them and bringing them to completion and actually getting the result. And so mm -hmm. when two people meet, one with the beginning, another one with completion together, it's just mm -hmm. so easy for them, for both of them, because they just stay in the area of genius and then give opportunity to another person to do what they're really good at. So again, knowing that and like, using human design for teams for collaborations is super helpful yeah i can see that totally working for sure and i think maybe that's how i can explain now my constant change with my entrepreneurial focus yeah because at a certain point i'm like okay i'm done here let's let's do something else and I thought maybe it's just like, you know, that, uh, what do they call it? Um, gold, golden object syndrome. Is that, I think, the term? And But maybe it's just me initiating and beginning. Um, and I'm, because I've been an entrepreneur for like 20 years. And over that time, um, we've tried different things. And I've also changed my focus so many times. So, mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to yeah. <laughs> like land my roots <laughs> um, yeah, yeah yeah I mean for you specifically I can well two things I want to say one it's also yeah as you said I I didn't know if it's actually like because of who I am or because I need to change something so we should never use human design as an excuse it's not your mm -hmm. case but some people do that they're like oh that's who I am. So I don't have to put any effort because that's just who I am. <laughs> right. right? Well, yeah. It's like yeah. we are still humans and, you know, we still have certain things and we have, you know, like things we need to work on and, you know, laziness mm -hmm. doesn't go anywhere. So it's one piece of it, right? So it's like not using human design as an excuse. And mm -hmm. I think most people know the difference, right? So like you, when you hear that, when it gives you this permission that, yes, it's not because 
I didn't put enough, enough effort. It's because really this was complete for me and I moved to something else and it was clean. And now you just see the confirmation that that's because who you are, then it's beautiful. You know, then that's amazing. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I wanted to say something else about you specifically. Yeah, you um, did. But while you're thinking about it, I will, um, yeah, I guess maybe clarify some, something uh, about this. Yes, um, definitely it's a good point not to use human design or any other tools that are out there to justify. So yeah, I think I still move forward to like finding myself and finding my purpose. And yes, I think the changes that were happening or my focus was shifting. It was um, perhaps, yeah, happening from that place of that floating. And it's like, mm -hmm. and also my excitement. So like in a mm -hmm. way, I'm kind of like, I'm excited about this, but I really more excited about this. Let's just like learn that. And interestingly enough, also, like there is that something inside of you kind of guides you because when I started my self-entrepreneurial journey of asking the question what Jules wants to do in life <laughs> because I have it kind of like my American dream this is before the American dream and this is like Jules dream <laughs> so what happened there I started just kind of searching and discovering but I called my business the first one move your mind no mind your movement, move your mind. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like really completing the circle because I spent a lot of years in moving the body. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning a lot from the physical perspective and the biomechanics and how to get out of pain and all of that. And then now I'm like literally making a circle like, oh, now we're moving the mind. So, and then there is something somewhere in my whatever destination <laughs> combining this all together. <clears throat> So, yeah, I think it's kind of like, you know, I'm still sort of like around the same kind of big umbrella, the mind and body, um, but I am definitely get more excited about the next mm -hmm. something. And then I go there because I think that also gives me an opportunity to like think differently, create differently, seek differently. And um, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just, just a different something yeah exactly. yeah 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 that's a good that's a good that's a good uh distinction and also you have gate 35 which is all about experiments and you know like oh, okay well <laughs> like wanting new things and experimenting mm -hmm. with things and just this like really desire for trying different things so i can mm -hmm. definitely see that and you also have line three which is also about trying and experimenting and trial and error and all of that um, just one thing for specifically for manifesto, how you can really define when it's time to move on. So for you as part of your strategy, it needs to feel like an urge. So mm. it's not just like, oh, it's a good idea. Maybe I should try it. It's like, it's not enough. But when it feels like it's building up, it's building up, it's building up. And then it feels like an urge, like, mm. oh my God, if I don't do that, I'm going to explode. <laughs> This is when yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it happened <laughs> that's exactly the urge is a good word yeah so yeah I did not 
I did not know that, but as you said that, that's a lot of times when I move into action and I just like um, get really fueled by the urge. And I know you told me that uh, like for this period of time, I'm just like, ah, (laughs) the world needs to know we're going to move forward no matter what. And then, yes, you helped me uh, also understand that like I can only function like this for so long and that's normal after that I'm kind of in a way crushed but this is the time to really just again not to judge and not to go what's wrong with me but like well the urge is over (laughs) it's time to rest and then you know see what happens there again yeah exactly that was really good to know but that's yeah exactly how I operate (laughs) so it's just good to know So if we're using kind of like, again, human design to help us understand more who we are and uh, move to our wholeness. So going back to our topic, which all of that we've talked about applies, but like, let's say like for me, if we are just summarizing that manifester, so my conditioning, my not good enough, um, suppressing myself and maintaining peace, like you said, at the sake of my well-being, or perhaps like who I am really inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be, how can we again use the br- bridge to that I am complete. This is who I am. This is what I want to like take from human design and start putting into practice to help me really embrace who I am already being suppressed. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, two things really. One, I really recommend getting a full human design reading to see the whole picture because we talked about different pieces, but you know, it's one thing looking at pieces in isolation and just getting the ideas. It's just like a little light bulb. You know, it's like, oh yeah, that resonates, that resonates. And then when somebody reads your whole design and see you as a whole, because there are different pieces that lay on top of each other, this is where you really get full understanding of who you are and how to leverage that and how to live with that and how to operate with that. So that's first piece. And then the second piece is the experimentation. And this is the harder piece because it's just like just like coaching, right? It's not a magic pill. Nothing happens overnight. It's something you need to work through and experiment with. So with strategy authority, just trying it again and again and again and see, okay, it works or falling back and feeling like, okay, it's really hard for me, but I'm going to try again and I'm going to experiment and I see what really works for me. So this is why, yeah, it's like one thing is the exciting part where you feel really seen and understood with the human design. And then the second part is your own work. So like human design, I'm showing you the map, but then you need to walk the walk. Yeah. you know, by yourself and a really experiment. And if you do it as part of a coaching, then of course it's easier because there's someone who can reflect you and, you know, work with you and uh, help you to integrate this knowledge. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it becomes easier and faster. 
but it's really about your work and your experimentation and trying and like when I do the reading I send a recording to the person because it's like mm -hmm. we forget and so we need to come back to it again and again and again and remember who we are and we all need these reminders because you know we're humans and life happens so um mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's almost like that breakthrough conditioning and yes, I like how you said, we need to be reminded who we are. Yes, yeah. that's beautiful. And yes, I highly recommend taking your um, reading. And what I also enjoyed about it, um, because Kate is actually an excellent coach and she's using human design to really help you get to your blueprint and live your authentic life. And I loved how in our reading, you incorporated some coaching there. So in what you did in particular with me, you were kind of like pulling out some information about me and um, learning like how I was responding to it. And then you were giving me like, oh, and this is what human design has. And that was like perfect match because I would be like, well, and this is how I do things. And it's like, mm, yeah the world doesn't accept it <laughs> and then she'll just like well actually this is who you are <laughs> it's okay you're like that <laughs> and I was like you know growing tall on my chair <laughs> just yeah. knowing that wow it is okay it was okay to be like me yeah because this is your blueprint so I really felt like again I already said a million of times today I just felt so seen and understood yeah and if I only, you know, knew my blueprint then, <laughs> but we're not going to go there. <clears throat> so, yeah, I love how you integrate your coaching that you're learning and also the human design and just really helping people get to their whole being of who they are and just for them to see themselves and embrace the world is only going to be a better place because we're going to be like, you know, giving a gift of ourselves to the world. Yeah. And of yeah. course, affecting yeah. the other people, giving them permission to be themselves as well. So, and this is like another probably part of this whole journey. It's like, yes, I'm safe here. I'm doing the work. I'm meeting with like-minded people. But then you go to the world. <laughs> yeah. like, test, test, can you survive conditioning <laughs> or through conditioning? That's why I think um, having a coach is helpful because you can like come back from the world. <laughs> and say this is what happened <laughs> can you help me so yeah that's how I see that you have such a powerful work that you're doing in the world and please continue the world needs you and the, needs the work you do so yeah I'm going to be posting all your um, links but you can tell us here so how we can find you how we can schedule your reading and um, get closer to who we are yeah Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh my God. It's, uh, yeah. And it's always so nice to hear the feedback of how it impacted you. And like, yeah, I hear the real story of a real human and how impactful this work really is on life. So thank you so much for that. And uh, my, the best way to connect with me is through my Instagram. So it's just Kate Petrova at Kate Petrova in one word. And on my Instagram, I also share information about human design and there's a link to my website where you can book a reading.
Awesome. Yeah, it's very simple. And yeah. if you're not um, watching us on YouTube, maybe listening in a podcast, you can see how passionate she is. She's always smiling and she's like her eyes get sparkling <laughs> when she talks about it. She's just so passionate and compassionate. And I think it's perfect because you can see how much she is backing up her work and the evidence that she sees in people. So and that's beautiful to have somebody on the other side who is like so passionate just to help you like, yeah, this is who you are. <laughs> and you're more than enough. And look at your oh. gifts. <laughs> and all those challenges that you're going through suddenly become all your assets on the other side. And this is what happens when we create that bridge and walk the bridge from I'm not good enough to what is possible. Really, you can see like how many assets, assets you possess and how much more is in front of you, more you access who you are and your assets and go into the world like, whoa, there is way more to you than just enough. And that's beautiful. And again, going back to the nature where we started and feeling alive, like if we look at the nature, all of it is there. We have thunderstorms, we have winds, we have uh, hurricanes, all of that. So, but it does not mean it's worse or better. It's just ease. And it's yeah. just flow of nature. And the leaves are green and there are no leaves. <laughs> just simply like reflect our life and who we are in our evolution. And I think our ego, when it goes into that judgment, that's what really keeps us disconnected to who we are and we are going into like it's either winter or it's summer no 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 it's both <laughs> and how can they coexist yeah and that's beautiful to get in touch with that human design blueprint and also have a coach on your side who is like your best cheerleader but at the same time I know Kate she's not just your best cheerleader she gives it's you the work to do <laughs> this is true <laughs> i know we also come from that culture that <clears throat> work is important oh yeah. yeah yeah which could be another you know topic for conversations yeah well thank you so much kate for being here and telling us about this beautiful work that exists out there I just recently learned about human design and I'm happy that I took time to get to know myself through this blueprint and also know that I have so much power and so many assets that I haven't even used, <laughs> maybe not even like 20% of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to know. All right, and beautiful audience, you are good enough and more than good enough. So celebrate you, celebrate your assets and definitely schedule session with Kate. You will know more about yourself. Is there anything else you would like to say, Kate? No, I'm just, I really enjoyed this conversation. And yeah, as you said, I'm so passionate about helping people to see how powerful they are, how unique they are. And yeah, there's no better gift to than just knowing who you truly are and being who you are and feeling like you are enough. Yes, exactly. It's a beautiful ending. <laughs>